I heard a speaker one time say that in this world there is uh, basically two types of people. Now it's uh, a bit simplistic in light of the diversity of humanity to kind of make it two types of people, but I think there's some truth in what he's observing. He says there's uh, balcony people and, uh, and basement people. And uh, balcony people are the kind of people who uh, cheer you on as you're running the race of life. They're encouraging, supportive. They're with you in good times and in bad. They're the type of people who, if uh, they say they're going to say a prayer for you, they really, they really mean it. And you know, they're always going to be with you, encourage you on the, on the journey. We, we need those kind of people in our lives who truly believe in us. And then there are our basement type of people. They're kind of like the joy-depleting, energy-depleting type of people who kind of typically kind of cynical, negative. They, they kind of bring you down to that place where it's in the basement, kind of musty and kind of dark and gloomy, where kind of nasty mechanicals are, and uh, but kind of joy-depleting. There's a story about this guy who had a basement-type person in his life, and it was his, it was his barber. So when you go in to get his hair cut, this, uh, you know, there, pretty soon there'd be just a litany of negativity coming from his barber. You know, what's wrong with the world? Doom and gloom. Kind of very negative about, about people. And uh, this guy goes in to get his hair cut this one particular time, and, his, uh, and he goes to his barber, you know, I've, uh, I've got a great opportunity. I'm going to be going over to Italy to Rome. And the barber says, uh, you know, Italian people, they don't like Americans, you know, the, the accommodations are overpriced, you know, the, the food's overrated. So he goes over and he, uh, he, com he comes back and he goes in to get his hair cut. And he goes to the barber, you know, it was an awesome experience. The people were warm and friendly. The food was superb. The accommodations were, were great. And I even had an opportunity to, to meet the Pope. Well, for the first time, there was a little glimmer of a, of a, a positive vibe from his barber. And he says, really? And then the guy goes to him, yeah, I was, I was standing in line. The Pope saw me. He called me over. I knelt down. He held out his hand. I kissed his ring. I looked up at the Pope. And the barber said, really? What did, uh, what did the Pope say to you? He said, where did you get that lousy haircut? <laughs> so, so obviously not a true story, but, uh, you know. Because I think the Pope's a balcony kind of person, you know, so I, and he should be, because the, uh, I mean, we need leaders who encourage us and, uh, you know, help to uh, help us grow in our faith. And, uh, you know, you get down to really, who, I mean, who's the ultimate, ultimate balcony person? It was Jesus. I mean, you read through the Gospels, and uh, it might be bringing healing to people, forgiveness, sometimes consolation when people were grieving. Sometimes Jesus' words were very, very challenging, but all for the purpose of, of bringing life and, and lifting people up. And uh, as his disciples, I think he calls us to have that type of spirituality. We celebrate today the solemnity of Pentecost, the coming of the Holy Spirit. And we hear this very, very brief gospel today. And uh, th those, those disciples who were in that locked room, they were full of fear. They must have felt horrible. Most of them have walked away from Jesus at his time of greatest need and probably full of guilt and shame. And the risen Jesus comes to them and he doesn't berate them or belittle them. But what does he do? Jesus is going to restore them, forgive them. And in this gospel here, he says, peace be with you. And he says it more, more than once. And he's going to send them forth and the Holy Spirit is going to come upon them. 
and they're going to be sent forth. And it's an amazing thing that happens in their lives. These disciples who had failed so miserably, from, they, were, they were cowardly, almost all of them. You know, now they're, they're courageous, and many of them would give their lives for the gospel. Something happened to them. And the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they went forth and courageously proclaimed the gospel, even, even to the point of death. Now, for each one, of, each one of us here, as we celebrate Pentecost, you know, we, we ask the Holy Spirit to come deeper into, into our lives. You know, all the persons of the Trinity, usually the Holy Spirit is the one maybe we have a little less connection with. But the Holy Spirit you know, brings us those gifts of the Spirit, uh, the, the fruits of the Spirit that really help us to live the Christian life out there. The Holy Spirit is the sanctifier. And, and we need that individually. And, uh, you know, the Lord knows us by name. And uh, again, he is the ultimate balcony person who gives us the graces we need to be his disciples out there in the world. You know, th there's a challenge though, because in, uh, in, our, in our culture where there's such a strong emphasis on individuality, uh, you know, while we have an individual dimension to our, our spirituality, and it's very important through our prayer and, and sacraments, there's more. And this day, it's also the, uh, the birthday of the church. And I think as Catholics, we, uh, uh, our, our faith goes all the way back to Jesus and the apostles, a 2,000-year-old tradition. And I think the Lord wants us to be together. He knew that for his disciples, if they were going to have a persevering faith, they weren't going to be able to go at it solo, alone. They're going to need the support of others. And Jesus gave us the gift of the Eucharist so that whenever we would gather as a community, he would be right there in the center. And it's really, it's really the Lord's church. You know, we've heard a lot about the scandals in recent years, and human beings can really mess things up. But we, we need to remember that the church is, it's Jesus's, and he is at the center of it. It's, it, it, it's the body of Christ. And uh, where there's such a strong emphasis on individuality, sometimes people would have the thought that, you know, it's just about being Jesus, or, you know, I'm spiritual, but not, not religious. Or the community thing, I don't know. But uh, I think Jesus made it an important part of our spirituality because he knew if we were going to maintain and stay strong in the faith, we were going to need others around us. And I, I would imagine sometimes you walk into church and maybe you're having a tough day or it's been a tough week and uh, you're very, very discouraged. And in the gathering, when we come together, we know that uh, Jesus is right at the heart of our gathering. And he wants us to know that he is there to, to strengthen us, to bring us hope. And sometimes it comes to us through the people we're sitting next to, maybe through receiving the Eucharist. But uh, he wants us to, to do it together. And I want to share something very, very important here when it comes to the, the church. And uh, we're all familiar with St. Paul. He's, um, we read a lot of his letters. And Acts of the Apostles, we, we hear a lot about St. Paul we are aware that he had a very significant conversion. And at one time, Paul was, uh, he was trying to wipe out the early church as the, as the follower of Jesus that started to grow. And uh, Paul, was a, he was a Jewish leader. And this is before his, his conversion. But he was even there when St. Stephen was being stoned to death. And the scriptures say he was breathing murderous threats. I mean, he was, he, he was, he was he's bent on really being an instrument to kind of wipe out that, that early Christian community. And then something happened. The risen Lord came to him and said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And who was Saul 
who became Paul persecuting. It was the early church. Jesus identifies his very self with the body of Christ, with, the, with, with the church, this body of believers. You know, and as I mentioned, sometimes individuals in church history, they can really mess things up. And we've heard so much about scandals in recent years. But we need to know that it's, uh, Jesus is right at the heart of his church. And he's here to nourish us and strengthen us as his, his disciples in the world. And it, it really saddens me when I hear people uh, leaving the church or thinking of leaving, you know, because of the, the, the bad behavior of some members of the church, sometimes leaders. And uh, I'm, I'm saddened by that because uh, what is being left is the sacraments. It's really the church that Jesus established to carry forth with his message. And I really think he wants us to be together. And I, I, I would not be uh, standing here before you unless I truly believed in what he has brought together in, in the church, in us. And uh, we can trust that Jesus will bring about the renewal, the reform, the healing we need. But I think he wants us to, to do it together. So we, we celebrate today the great solemnity of Pentecost, the coming of the Holy Spirit. And my hope is for each one of us who are we're gathered here today, and the Lord knows you my name, he knows my name, that he gives you all the graces you need to flourish, to grow, and really to, to witness to, to the gospel, because we're, really we're really all that he has. And there are, there are people out there that, uh, that you can impact, there are people that you can, you can touch, I, that I can't reach, but, but you can. And there's some people that I can, I can connect with that, that you're not able to. But I think he wants us to uh, be his witnesses, his disciples in the world. Because the, the gospel is, it's called good news because it brings life. It lifts up. It brings hope. It strengthens us. And ultimately, it's going to carry us to, to eternal life and to, to heaven. So may God bless you. May the gifts of the Holy Spirit flourish in your heart that you continue to be a balcony type of Christian who can draw others to Christ. And we pray for our, our, our Catholic Church that the Lord continue to strengthen us, stay centered in, in Jesus and the gospel message, and to be witnesses to this, this, this good news that he gives us. It's the best news in all the world, and it needs to be shared.